Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Reno from Loverboy. Hi, this is Jerry Satriani. Hey, I am Brandy Rhodes. Hey, I'm UFC fighter C.B. Dalloway. Clay Milliken, driver of the Parks Plus. Great Clips, Top Fuel Dragster. What's up, world? This is your favorite comic, favorite comic, Tony Rock. Hey, guys. This is Kendra Sunderland, Vixen Angel of the Year. Hey, this is Jimmy Chamberlain. Hey, it's your boy J-Rock from Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You know I'm seeing the and you listen to my boy T-Biscuit on the Toddcast Podcast. I'm out like I sold something. The Toddcast Podcast is powered by The Pint, Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. Right out of the gate, we want to give big props to Nate and the crew at The Pint in Vancouver, longtime supporters of the podcast. As you know, they've sponsored a handful of times over the years, and we're quite pumped that this time around, they've decided to become title sponsor. The Toddcast is powered by, of course, The Pint, the place for pregame Canucks. If you're going to the game, BC Lions games, UFC fights. Speaking of, if you grew up a Vancouver Canucks fan, chances are you listen to sports talk with Dan Russell after every game or almost every game, or at least that was the game plan for me and, and all of my close buddies. He would always have like the best guests and like the best thoughts post-game, a real knowledge of the sport. You could argue that sports talk was the best sports show of its day. Hell, you could probably even stack it up to shows present day. 30 years of broadcasting, close to 8,000 shows. And the new book, Pleasant Good Evening, a memoir, is out now. A number one bestseller. Host and author Dan Russell is a guest this week. People could say I'm meticulous. I was probably a bit of a geek that way, keeping all those notes. But you know, I didn't just keep the diary. I kept a journal of all my comings and goings for 20, 25 years. Wow. And then I had hundreds of hours of audio tape. But as for the diaries, they were really helpful in putting the book together because, I, you know, you could go back and it would just trigger a, a thought, a mind, a memory. Uh, and uh, I could go back and look at 1992 and I could choose the month of February and and know on February 10th which uh, guest was in what hour, the first hour, the second, the third. Were they live were they in studio? Was it a pre-tape? Did we take calls? What was the open phones about? Yeah, I kept a, a real thorough diary. I mean, isn't that incredible? 8,000 shows kept a diary of most of them. In contrast, I did about 15 years of radio in Vancouver. I have nothing to show for it. Maybe like a handful of things. Not very much indeed. Now, joining Sports Talk host Dan Russell on this week's podcast, matchmaker and dating coach Katie Clark. Old school standards with new school style. I'm available for my clients 24, almost seven, um, because dating is 24, almost seven. It's, it's, it's relationship building. And so that's really, I think, one of the biggest important things, yeah, to have a good matchmaker. And, you know, I hate to say this too, but you should have a hot matchmaker because... <laughs> Of course. I, I, well, there's a lot of matchmakers that I look at. And I'm like, really? Like, because first off, I attract beautiful women, good looking men, successful quality. So those kind of, you know, you attract what you are is what I always say. And I always think like, if I were going to go get my hair cut somewhere and the woman had terrible hair, why would I get my hair cut there? So if your matchmaker is good looking and she's badass, you should, you know, probably hire her. Katie was a lot of fun. You'll definitely want to follow her on social media. We'll pass the details on in just a sec. And we jumped at the chance to talk to this week's musical guest. You'll hear from them in just a minute. Uh, coming up shortly, maybe 10-15 in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, retired BC Lions quarterback Travis Lule breaks down the NFL, the CFL, and you might be surprised at which league he says is harder to play in. That is powered by our friends at Puff. Get 20% off regularly priced cannabis accessories and apparel with the code TODDCAST in-store and online at puff.ca. First, our first guest of three, this week's musical guest, Guar singer Blothar. Brought to you by Pineapple Sound, good friends with a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They're coming up on 10 years. Now, they welcome podcasts above and beyond, of course, bands, duh, voiceover actors, and a lot more. Anything you can do in a recording studio. In fact, they will rent out the entire facility to you if that's your thing. Dave would be the person to talk to. Check him out through pineapplesound.com. Can you believe that Guar has been around since 1984? If you're not super familiar with the band, the term shock rock, it often comes up when you're describing 
their music, their stage show, their overall presence. There's a fair amount of political and social satire. You know, think elaborate stage shows as well, like a mix of, I don't know, like sci-fi, horror, graphic violence. If you're in the audience, put it this way, at one of their shows, at Guar Shows, expect to get sprayed with fake blood, urine, semen, yeah, they've been a recording band for over 35 years with their new album, their 15th, it's out now, called The New Dark Ages. At this point in the game, since the death of their lead singer Dave Brocky back in 2014, they continue to soldier on without any of its founding members. Blothar has taken over, as mentioned, he's the vocalist now for the band, and he talked about the creativity within during the COVID years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it slowed things down and it made us focus on uh, videos and, and uh, other ways to, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bless you. I have no idea what happened. Uh, <laughs> too much cocaine. Never had that happen to me before. Never had it happen. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty much a chance for us to, uh, since we weren't focusing on live shows, we worked on video stuff. We worked on some comic content and worked on getting some deals worked out, stuff like that. Uh, you know, so, uh, we, we took the time to, as I think a lot of, uh, rock bands did to regroup and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just so rare that you have that much time without being on the road. Uh, that you are, we were able to get some things done. Really though, you shouldn't find it much of a surprise that Guar's creativity wasn't stifled during the pandemic. They have it in spades and some incredible accolades when you look at their career as a whole. 24 million streams, over 15 million video views. They're always added to really cool Spotify playlists. You've seen them in the spotlight of Blabbermouth, Metal Sucks, Rolling Stone, NME. They're closing in on 1 million physical albums sold. Because it's so prevalent, we asked Blothar, how important is the concept of sex and violence to the band? Oh, absolutely, yes. Sexy, violent satire only gets you so far. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, from the beginning, uh, I think the sexy violence, I'm probably phrasing that wrong. The sexy violence came after, uh, after the concept, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, you know, that, that was uh, something that grew out of our puerile senses of humor. <laughs> once we, it was quite natural once we undertook the, uh, uh, the project to just, I mean, you know, Guar is as, as rooted as it is in comics, it's also rooted in uh, science fiction and in horror movies and uh, just an interest in these kinds of things. And when you look back since Guar formed, they have 13 studio albums. They've got a couple live albums. They've been nominated for two Grammy awards. They have a cult-like following. And as we tend to do, we get into it with Blothar. He talks about the NHL playoffs. He lives in Florida, loves watching My 600-Pound Life. He shared a story about seeing The Pretenders and The Alarm. It was a funny one uh, in concert. He talked about the music that was in his world as a kid growing up. Uh, you know, at the Slave Pit, we used to have a lot of music going on, which is the the studio that uh, you know Guar Studio. Um, I think, as far as as playing rock and roll, uh, hardcore punk was definitely uh, something that that I was always interested in. Um, but then, you know, for Guar as a unit, uh, there was an older set of, of artists that were uh, working on the, on the project. Uh, and those guys always listened to Jesus Christ Superstar and Kiss and Alice Cooper and uh, The Tubes. Um, you know, any band that had uh, a theatrical presentation, you know, even <clears throat> Parliament. Right. Uh, uh, that they were uh, Devo would be a great example of uh, bands that had uh, these sort of uh, a story and a culture behind them and, a, and an entire presentation. Um, 
And that, and, you know, certainly one thing we were reacting to, I think, was rock bands that were just standing there playing their music. And of course, they're back to that now. You know, it's extremely boring to go to a rock concert. I, I, I would not, unless you're just hanging on, you know, it's music that you absolutely love, uh, then what is there to look at? You know, it's a bunch of preening egomaniacs strutting around on stage playing mediocre bullshit. So uh, <laughs> we wanted to do something different. I think it's pretty cool to get a little bit of a backstory on the bands that you like. And we talked with Guar singer Blothar for about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. You can hear it now. You can see it as well. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Again, see it on YouTube, on, on our channel there. All the interviews that we do, they're posted up at Toddcast Podcast. And we talked a lot about their new album, The New Dark Ages, Punk, Kiss, Devo, and Alice Cooper came up. So did a near-death story involving his touring van. Dude was like so close. The superpower of blind rage, sci-fi and horror inspiration, comic books, and his love of sport. Well, I'm big and I'm a sports fan. So, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, living in Sarasota, uh, we have Grapefruit League football, uh, Grapefruit League baseball, excuse me, Grapefruit football. That sounds a little obscene. Um, I mean, you know. I like hockey. I like, you know, go bolts, man. Uh, I like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, do you think that they are going to take it for a third time? Uh, I hope so. You know, uh, it, 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 it's not like I, it does feel wrong even to me as a resident of Southern Florida, but I'm not a native, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I'm from the world of mist. Right. But, you're a different planet, man. Different world. Right. But like many fat old people, I now live in Florida. And so I can say that, uh, you know, of course it feels wrong to have a team from Southern Florida playing against a legendary Canadian hockey team. And they, and uh, they just tied it up, didn't they? I think they, they just yeah, uh, evened yeah. it up two games apiece. That's right. Yep. So, uh, you know, but, I do enjoy going to a going to a hockey game. That's that's a that's a lot of fun. I like screaming out things, learning personal things about the players, and then saying inappropriate things about them where they can hear them on the ice to try and get them upset. You know, like a, like if they're an alcoholic or if they beat their wife or something. That's the funnest thing about hockey is that you could scream at these twits and make them really angry and break their concentration. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com.
Toddcast podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast. If you follow football, or more specifically, the CFL, you'll know that retired quarterback Travis Lule played 10 seasons with the BC Lions. From 2009 through 2018, he was the CFL's most outstanding player in 2011, was named the most valuable player at the 2011 Grey Cup as well. Prior to the Lions, He played in the NFL with the Seahawks, the Saints, retiring from pro football in February 2019. And when Travis was a guest, which was only a few months after his retirement, we talked about, of course, all things football, as you would expect, from his first memory of the sport to realizing true potential. Retired Lions quarterback Mike Riley came up, so did first concerts. We talked about Toby Keith. He shared a near-death story from back when he was a teenager. We talked about the shows that he was binge-watching at the time. Legalized Weed came up. The Superpower of Bullet Speed, Aliens, and Earth. And stop me if you've heard this before. Travis broke down the NFL and the CFL and how Canadian football is probably the harder of the two to play. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just playing quarterback, I can tell you that, man, it's, it's more complex. Um, you know, there's 12 guys. There's so much more pre-snap motion. Uh, I, I say this often. Um, you, you make a lot more of the decisions before the snap of the football in the NFL than you do in the CFL because there's so much that happens just prior to the snap of the CFL that is different than the NFL. It's, it just is. By the, by the rules, it's more of a static game. You, get a, you generally get a better look at defenses. You know, when I'm watching an NFL game and I'm – hearing Tony Romo call half of the plays out, you know, he's like, oh, they're going to throw it to this guy here. And, well, you can right. you can see that in the NFL game. And, you know, someone had asked me, because I've done a little broadcast work, right, and, you know, you know, have could potentially pursue that at some point. Uh, but people say, would you be able to call it out like Tony? And I said, well, frankly, no. You'd be guessing in the CFL. There's just more options. There's more, <laughs> uh, you know, more, more different more options that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, there just is. There's yeah. extra guys. you got another guy running around. There's extra guy on defense. You just – can't see it's not as cut and dry um and you know obviously nfl teams are very good at disguising defenses too but just in general um it just is it's a different game um it's got to be managed differently you got to take chances uh more wisely or you got to be more choosy about it because you only have three downs first right it's just just entirely different the kicking game so incredibly important because it is harder to sustain long drives because of uh you know the nature of it being a three down game some of the rules do cater to the offense obviously more motion, a little bit more space on the offensive line, those types of things do, but uh, the one less down is more than an equalizer, right? Stop me if you've heard this before. On the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Puff, purveyors of quality cannabis accessories since 1995. Use promo code TODDCAST and get 20% off all regularly priced accessories and apparel in-store and online at puff.ca.
favorite, I mean, certainly top 10, maybe top five favorite songs of the last couple of years. His name is Ivan Hartle, and I love that one, Lovin' On Ya, and you're only a few days away from a great show. He's got a show coming up at the Gilton Company in Gastown this Saturday, June 18th. You can catch him there. It's an early show, by the way. It's 7 p.m. for that. I saw him at the Biltmore uh, right before the pandemic, and it was straight up just a magical night, so try to be there for that. Played just Spendo, and that was their song called Fighter. And next month at the Red Room, they're headlining. That's a Saturday, Saturday, July 9th. That's another early show, by the way. That's another 7 o'clock start. I Don't you just love that there's more and more shows being announced? Uh, another killer band with Spendo, too. They've played a couple shows for the podcast over the years, and absolutely amazing. Got to support the local talent. Of course, coming up in just a few minutes in listen to this as we as we do every podcast, Steel Panther drummer sticks it in you. He's talking about bowing down at the altar of Led Zeppelin's John Bonham. Dude's funny, man. It's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. Check, check, check. You can find them online, Facebook, and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, let's do this. The second of three Toddcast guests this week, our sporting guest, sports talk host, Dan Russell. That is powered by our friends at Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Tulis, tonneau covers, rooftop tents, camping chairs, and a lot more. Check them out in Chilliwack or online at facebook.com slash Chilliwack Capit. As mentioned off the top, sports talk host, Dan Russell, arguably the best to ever do it. He is a legendary Canadian sports broadcaster. 30 years of doing it. 8,000 shows. Recently wrote the best-selling Pleasant Good Evening, a memoir, My 30 Wild and Turbulent Years of Sports Talk. Yeah, I I actually, years ago, decided my kids were so young, I better jot some stuff down. And then I, I 
typed like a maniac one summer and, and it was a very rough copy, but I had chapters and I put things down and, and thought, okay, well, one day I might get back to it. And I used to tease on the air, you know, something would come up and, and uh, somebody would ask me, you know, an in-depth question about maybe the behind the scenes stuff. And I said, well, I'll save that for the book one day. I'll, I'll put that in my book. And I was kind of tongue in cheek, but the back of my mind thought, well, maybe I'll do that. And then, as you said, Todd, the COVID hit and uh, everybody was looking for a COVID project. And, and I thought, OK, here it is. Uh, I got a brand new laptop. I've got all my notes. I've got my rough copy from years ago. Let's go for it. Nice. And, and how much editing did you have to do to, to write the book? I would imagine there's probably twice as many stories as you've included. That's a great point. Um, you know, when I did the first or early drafts, the book came in probably at about 130,000 words, I'm sorry to say. Uh, I got it under 100,000 for the manuscript. So there's 30,000 edited words right there. Stories that I thought could make the book, but they're, you know, you just don't want it to be war and peace. And so therefore you, you get it out of there. But, you know, it's just uh, a lot of editing and a lot of being choosy. Even within the manuscript, you cut down on the stories a lot uh, just to keep it moving. It is funny to think, well, not funny, but we, there is a silver lining to COVID, to the pandemic, after losing two years of your life. We've talked about this on past podcasts many times over. It's the content. It's, it's all the things that were produced during that time, whether it was movies or new music, new books. As a longtime fan uh, of Dan dan russell's work it was very cool to get into it with him beyond sport we talk about like binge watching better call saul ozark seinfeld talked about how he loved and he was hanging out with bobby Orr in interviewing the man seeing peter frampton in concert came up and he talked about his favorite station that he worked for my favorite probably was uh rock 101 cfmi uh now people might find that a little surprising it was groundbreaking, too. The show itself was groundbreaking in 1984. But what people don't talk about very much is how groundbreaking it was in 1989 when Sports Talk became the first um, regular Monday through Friday talk show in Canada to be on the FM airwaves. FM back then was only, as you know, Todd, so well. FM was for music. Sure. AM was for talk. And so... Um, we went to FM. That was groundbreaking. But the freedom was great. I mean, we were left to our own devices. Well, we always were through the 30 years. But, it, you know, there was no news breaks like there were at all the other radio stations. So we, you know, we could keep the momentum going through the top of the hour. And it was just it was just a lot of fun. And, you know, that's when the uh, the Canucks went to the Stanley Cup final in 94. So that coincides with that. And, there's a lot of great memories. I, I really enjoyed my my time. I liked a lot of the stations, but that one was my favorite. And when you look back, you did hear Dan Russell on a lot of radio stations in Vancouver. Sea Isle, CJOR, CKWX, CFMI, as he just mentioned, CKNW, CKST. And when you hear why Rock 101 was his favorite, it kind of makes sense. A talk show on FM? What? Absolutely, when you're that good of a talk show. The full talk with Dan is 33 minutes long. You can hear it. You can see it. We did it on Zoom on all of our social media platforms, all at Toddcast Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. How could we not talk about McDavid and the Oilers? He gushed about his favorite sports broadcaster, Jim Robson. He talked about how the Brian Burke segment became a regular thing for his show. Big band, 70s music, and rap all came up. So did a near-death story uh, driving between Calgary and Medicine Hat. We talked about family. We talked about the 94 Canucks and Pavel Bure. I like the 94 team, but I know that's not your question. Yeah. Um, Boy, that 94 know, team I, was something. I, they sure were. Uh, they were. They were the peak of the franchise to this moment. I mean, it's just too difficult to answer that question. I don't want to skirt it, but it's too difficult because the eras, the eras change. You know, that the way the hockey's played, it changes and you know, you just, you know, of course, Pavel Burry is the greatest player that ever put on a Canuck uniform in terms of sheer talent. But Trevor Linden and Stan Smeal had the biggest heart. 
that you you could ever have. I mean, the ingenuity of the Sedin twins was amazing. It was just off the charts amazing. So, um, you know, the goaltending of McLean in 94, Berdura in 82, or, or Luongo in 2011. I mean, it was just all, you know, just too difficult to answer. But, you know, yeah. uh, uh, but there's no Stanley Cup banner up there. You know, it's, it's over 50 years. And uh, how long is the wait going to be? And it gets tougher every year because there's now 32 teams in the National Hockey League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting that you brought up uh, Beret. Uh, when I mentioned Dan that you're going to be on the the podcast, of course I got a, a a bunch of your your fans wanted to ask you questions, and Mike says, "Who is the best Canuck of all time, and why is it Pavel Bure?" <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Mike! You got it. Um, Nailed yeah, it. I mean the first game that all all of us who were old enough to remember, either watching on TV or being as I was in the Pacific Coliseum, was just it, it was like. He, he took the puck, and people watching or listening to you, they, they know what this is. I mean, it was about second period. He had a couple of chances around the net before, but in the second period, he took that puck from inside the line, his own blue line, and roared to the other end. And there was a buzz that I had, and I've followed the Canucks. I've been with, I was the perfect age when they came in. So I have the entire franchise in my head, uh, the history. So I was 10 years old in 1970. I had never seen and nobody had ever felt that buzz in the Coliseum. And he did not score on that goal, uh, on that play. But there was a buzz like, wow, we have a player here. We have a, a Bobby Orr type. We have a Guy Lafleur type. We have a, a Mary, whoever it is. I mean, I'm not saying he's those, but we, that collective we in Vancouver, had never seen a player like that. And that one rush from inside his own line to the Winnipeg Jets goal crease or thereabouts I think was so memorable because it was such a first and it set the tone for what would happen the rest of the way and of course that culminated in game seven of around one in 94 when Jeff Brown feeds him that perfect pass and he goes in and double overtime is that double overtime or overtime I'm trying to get my overtime straight and he and he won the game in the series, and the Canucks were on their way. And a couple rounds later, they'd be playing Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final. Toddcast Sporting Guest Visits are powered by Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Online at facebook.com slash chilliwackcapit.
Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. Over the years, you've seen Steel Panther claw their way to world domination. What a fun band. In the early days, the 2000s, it was all about Hollywood's Sunset Strip, specifically the Viper Room, dominating there. Then they get invited to play some festivals all around the world. We're talking 50, 60,000 people as far as the eye could see. I guess you could say. Along the way, winning awards with Loudwire, Metal Hammer, they debuted number one on Billboard's comedy album chart. Solid band, great musicians, genuinely good people. And when their drummer Stick Zadinya was a guest, he talked about the possibility of aliens visiting Earth. Playing at the Donington Festival came up, seeing Neil Diamond in concert. He talked about how he played D&D as a kid. The superpower of invisibility. Motley Crue's movie, working in studio with Nickelback's Chad Kruger, Van Halen, Deadpool, and Styx talked about how Led Zeppelin's John Bonham led him down the path. Listen to this. When I heard When the Levy Break for the first time, I just went, all right, well, sign me up. What do I, you know, how, how do I do that? Right. And, and I've been trying ever since. Just heavy, deep pocket. That, it's, that's the coolest fucking eight bars in music to mm-hmm. me. Oh, I think it's sampled the most of any, uh, for rap or hip-hop tracks, they, they sampled that specific... Dude, that that's that's like that's like pregnancy groove. <laughs> you know, don't listen to that music for too long with your girlfriend near you. I'm telling you, dude, you're gonna start paying child support. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC approved repair shop. Find them online at TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com.
Just let me be start digging around in Vancouver's excellent music scene, there is one of our jewels, no question. Her name is Emily Chambers, and I love that one. That one is called Just Let Me Be, and back-to-back weeks on the podcast, we're helping out push her show for the International Jazz Festival. You can see Emily on Saturday, July 2nd at Gilton Company in Gastown, and I love that venue. They are putting together some incredible shows. You heard Sleep Circle, and that was a bit of an older track for those guys called Consumed. They will be playing a show at Main Street Nightclub in Chilliwack next month. Not often you hear about Chilliwack shows. Saturday, July 16, Ever Real, Never Another are also on the bill. And of course, Sleep Circle will be headlining. That's a 7 o'clock start, 8 o'clock for the shows, and it's only 10 bucks to get in. Now, speaking of live shows, you can find a small list of shows that are happening locally, like Vancouver and I guess now out out in Chilliwack, with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show or you're going to check one out, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. We do, of course, have our own shows coming up very soon, next month. We don't have anything nailed down just yet, but the the last Friday of the month, we're going to be doing shows uh, acoustic, a QA and a at Blue Light Studio in East Vancouver. So keep uh, your ears to the ground for as far as the first local announcement with that. I think we're probably going to be getting it out within the next week or two. Uh, The indie scene, by the way, at the website is brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. They're family owned and operated. You can find them online at mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of this episode 277 is matchmaker and dating coach Katie Clark. This week's entertainment and lifestyle guest powered by Canuck Auctions. Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. It is freaking amazing. They should start using that as their hashtag. Hashtag freaking amazing. Uh, Collectibles and memorabilia through CanuckAuctions.com. Of course. Katie Clark is a luxury matchmaker and dating expert, and she's a lot of fun. Check out her Instagram account. Her network can put you in touch with tens of thousands of of bachelors, bachelorettes. She runs Dating with Katie, talks about how social media has changed dating, the thrill of the chase and playing the game. Oh, you know, it's social media on top of dating apps has changed the game. You know, this idea and picture of, oh, meet organically. I love when people tell me that. I'm like, okay, you're living in la la land. Um, And I literally live in la la land. There's too much of la la going on. But social media has created this 
a speed bump. It, 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 and I call it a speed bump because some people take it quickly. Some people slow down for it, but it, it creates this um, illusion sometimes and almost this um, discouragement in dating because people will check out people's social media. And I just, I've done reels on this. Like women are looking at a man's social media. As a matter of fact, I encourage people not to be on social media, men, especially. And if you are for business purposes or just for family, but if you're following thousands of women and they're half naked, it's no woman is secure with that. And if they say they are, that's okay. But then at the same time, I, I hear men complain about women's social media, that they look selfish, selfies all by themselves. And they think to themselves, is this the woman I'm going to marry? And they, they just, their social media turns off the whole thing and boom, everyone's like done. They quit. They jump ship really fast because of social media. It is crazy, right? Like I couldn't even imagine having to get back into the dating scene. Oh my God, social media, what a nightmare. The full talk with Katie is 36 minutes long. You can see it, you can hear it, another Zoom chat at our iTunes and Spotify, SoundCloud. Of course, our YouTube channel has all of the videos for every interview that we do. Now the LA Times calls Katie the Jane of all trades. You've seen Katie on the Food Network star in Shape magazine, America's 50th hottest trainers. She's held the title of Mrs. Long Beach. We had a really good talk. She gave her thoughts on whether you'd even want to get out of the friend zone. The music of the Beatles, Snoop Dogg and Prince came up. She shared a near-death story uh, where she fell asleep at the wheel. We talked about the shows that she's been binge-watching too. I'm not, um, I'm busy with work. I think coming back from Peru, I was in Peru. I can say this though, in Peru, um, I watched 14 peaks. Have you seen that? No, uh, it's a documentary. Talk about fear. Talk about like, so I don't like heights. Yeah. Um, and I did Huayon Pichu, Wano Pichu. It's the mountain behind Machu Picchu, like in the postcards, it's the big shark fin mountain. Yeah. And so just last week we did that and it's straight down. They have the stairs of death and I hate heights. I hate them. And I am a cursor. Like I will drop the F-bomb the whole time. I'm, it's like, I'm channeling my inner Billy goat, but dropping F-bombs. Um, for some reason, I just feel more badass. Mm. And so, um, it was actually cloudy the day that we did it, which was good because the minute the clouds went away, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but watching 14 Peaks, it's a, a phenomenal documentary of a guy who did 14 of the 8,000 meter peaks in seven Holy months. Shit. In yeah. seven months. In seven months. In seven months. And he's from wow. Nepal. And I used to live in China. I've been to Tibet. My kids have been to Nepal. Like, I'm just amazed by the tenacity of these cultures. I mean, they're the Sherpas and they don't get any of the glory. All these guys going to the top, like, right. Oh, I made it over and over and over again. And, Bro, yeah. without that guy, you wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I had, I had a guy named Brian uh, Dickinson okay. on the, on the show and uh, he climbed uh, Mount Everest and on the descent went snow blind. What's like that? couldn't see, like basically blind from the brightness of the snow and everything. It impacted his yeah. eyes so bad that he couldn't see. And he descended Mount Everest blind. Well, was he in a belay? Like, I mean, come on. No, by himself, like straight up by himself. By himself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, watch a- 14 Peaks because you'll see the, the traffic for Mount Everest is like LA traffic. The really? line to get to the top is just people, 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 people. It was like, what? what is that? So when people go to K2 and the other, you see how much harder it is because it's not like a line of people that are doing this constantly. So watch that. That's it's a it's a great one. And I will say I love Downton Abbey. Love it, love it, love it. Cheesy. My even my 16-year-old son loved it. Um, and Emily in Paris. I try to keep things PG in my house because it's I, I don't ever want to look away and have kids see, you know, like just try yeah. to, you know, I did I try to watch Ozarks too dark. I don't like seeing unhappy families because it makes me sad. Yeah. It's, you know, cranky teenagers and messed up parents. And I'm like, you know what? That's, it's true, but it doesn't have to be like that. So I don't watch that kind of stuff, but I guess I kind of feel bad because we let our kids at like seven and uh, nine watch the entire uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Star Wars, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe now thinking, yeah possibly. You know, as we always do, we went a little bit further with Katie than than what she's known for. Uh, we know her from working at Sync 
matchmaking for about a decade now. Uh, she's super fun. She's super successful, loves helping out people and help helping them find healthy relationships. Uh, we of course know her from her courses as well. How to be the best first date he's ever had fashion boot camp, seven steps to sexy. But we also talked about vacationing in Cancun and Tuscany, talking about seeing new kids on the block and R Kelly back in the day, the value of friends came up. So did dating rules. We talked about family life, the biggest mistake that people make during dating for ladies. I have four things that they should be looking for. And I'm really, I'm really ardent about this. Okay. So the number one thing that every woman should be looking for is his effort. And women will let chemistry lead the way Well, there was no chemistry, but his effort was amazing. And I always say you could have chemistry with a 20 year old boy. Okay. But at the end of the day, he's not going to show up for you. Like we're all in a stage. My clients are all typically 35 and up in a stage where we're looking, we're looking for a life partner who's going to, and life is not always going to be easy. Like I'm all about the trips and the fun, but something's going to hit the fan at some point. Sure. Um, not if, but when. And so I really think women need to be watching his effort. Effort is everything, guys, everything. Number two, are you laughing together? That's on both sides. Are you having fun? Is it fun with this person? I say relationships are work, but they shouldn't be hard. There's a difference between that. Now, again, I'm not talking about a cancer situation. That's, that's hard. That's, you know, that's grit. But when you're with somebody, you should be working at making it a good relationship and being creative and fun and investing in them. So are you guys laughing together? Number three for ladies, and again, for both, but reality, does his life work with your life? Does your work, does your life work with his? Do you like his kids? Does he like your kids? Kids are a big one. I'm sorry, but never minimize your kids and their feelings for a a guy or a a woman ever. Sure. It's come before like dating. Um, And then on top of that, number four is chemistry. So ladies, chemistry is your last one. I've seen women just deal with douchebags for years because, well, the chemist, Katie, the sex was so great. And then what? Come on. And then when, when you, your pipes burst, he didn't show up. I know, but he was busy. No, he wasn't. Cause my man would have shown up. So for, for women, those are the four things that I really, really stress. Um, and I hear this a lot. Well, but there was just no chemistry, Katie. I'm like, it was a first date, you know, go on three dates. Now for guys, I have to say, you men are so much simpler. You're really easy. You're not as picky. Um, I, I love working with men. I do feel like I understand the mind of a man. You're visual. You know, when guys are like, well, I'm looking for a pretty woman. I'm like, I get it. I love it. I want you to have that. Um, and I do believe men should be looking for these two things. And ladies, listen up because this is truth and you can verify. Um, are, is she fit and is she fun? Now, I use those two words because alliteration and they match the two Fs. Well, you got to throw in a third then. Fit, fun, and foxy. Foxy. Oh, I like that. It's so funny. There's certain words that people <laughs> she get. Write it down. <laughs> I do. I write everything down. Love it. Well, people get so offended nowadays. I use the word like, let's, I hope your man is teachable. And oh my God, I was, every man was so offended. I'm like, what is wrong with teachable? Whatever. Um, but let's be honest, like every man likes the other F words too, you know, yes. just fuck them and feed them. I mean, let's yes. be honest. So my point in being fit and fun and everyone's like, well, I'm not skinny like you, Katie. That's not the point. Being fit means being healthy. Men really value a woman who keeps herself healthy, keeps herself presentable, pretty fun. I mean, he likes a woman who shows up well next to him. Let's be honest. There's nothing wrong with that because I want my man to be equally looking good. Sure. Um, All about style and personal presentation. And then fun. A lot of us have been divorced We've come from naggy ex-wives. A lot of men have come from naggy ex-wives, women who have taken their money, live in the champagne life, especially here in SoCal. Um, And they're just looking for a woman who isn't going to be that. So a lot of women have old habits from from their past marriage. I just had this with a client. She totally threw up on a great guy. She told him seven things he was doing wrong. And I was like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that to a man. He just... And, and men, ladies, I'm going to say this a thousand times over. They want to please you. They want to make you happy. Men are good men. Men are better than women at, at the end of the day, I almost feel like. Toddcast podcast entertainment guest visits are powered by Canuck Auctions, Canada's largest memorabilia and collectibles auction house. Find them online at CanuckAuctions.com.
just a little bit of shredding going on with that one. They are called Redwoods and a new song for them, a new song for the podcast, something that everyone can relate to hanging out and partying with your friends on the weekend. They just played at the Tradex in Abbotsford this past Saturday. They're part of the Summerfest Country Music Festival, although they're not a country band, but I bet you that they did win the crowd over. Looking forward to next week. One bad sun singer, Shane Connery Volk, is a guest. First concert I went to was ACDC Ball Breaker Tour in wow. Saskatoon. Yeah, I was probably, oh man, maybe 13 or 14 and just like, forget it. It blew my mind. You know, like that's a great <laughs> first show to go to, you know, there's the bar. Yeah. And I remember I, I've told this story lots before and I, I feel bad because it sounds like I'm shitting on them, but I'm not. But uh, my girlfriend at the time had tickets to Bush uh, mm. or Bush X, as they were called in the day in Canada. Right. <laughs> right. But I, you know, I'm a rock kid and I just saw this crazy ACDC show and and. Again, coming from the farm where you're sort of like, we didn't see a lot of shows. There wasn't shows to go to, right? So that was my first show. So as like a 13-year-old, I'm like, that's what shows are. They're crazy. There's <clears throat> shit, you know, like at the Ball Breaker Tour, there was like the ball breaking through the stage and like the crazy, you know, and I mean, ang like the whole deal is nuts. Yeah, and of course, they're just like meticulous. They're like just... Oh, freaking ninjas with their with their instruments 100 and like yeah. brian johnson is screaming his ass off i'm like okay so that's what the, <laughs> this is what shows are this is what they all look like right <laughs> and then we went and saw bush and it's like totally not that yeah really great to talk and catch up with shane the singer from one bad son joining shane next week longtime friend of the podcast he is kicking ass and taking names actor antonio cupo Speaking of kicking ass, UFC fighter Raquel Pennington on next week's podcast. It's a big one. Of course, big thanks to this week's guests as well. Guar singer Blothar, thank you for jumping on a Zoom and congrats on the new album. Look forward to getting semen sprayed at me at your next show. Things you would never expect to hear come out of my mouth for a thousand, Alex. Sports talk host Dan Russell, congrats on your best-selling book and of course the sports radio career that would make literally anyone jealous you are the man super honored that you would take some time to be a guest of this podcast and matchmaker dating coach katie clark super fun to talk to you thank you so much for being a guest and do keep us in the loop regarding your new podcast if we can help out whatsoever do not hesitate to drop a line anytime and that's going to do it for this one episode 277 in the bag my name is todd hancock Thank you so much for hanging out, for being part of our lives. And if you like what you heard, please let your friends know about what we're doing as well. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube as well. Of course, that's where all of the videos that we do, we post them up on our YouTube channel. Comment and rate the podcast because that helps with search results. Again, find us with Toddcast Podcast, of course. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors. We straight up couldn't do it without their unwavering support. It's just absolutely amazing find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca if you'd like to sponsor the podcast with your business you can for as little as 10 bucks a day contact info at the homepage. maybe we'll have a beer have a coffee see what's up jump zoom whatever it is and if you help us find a sponsor keep this in mind we'll give you a commission based on the initial ad buy all right so if you know a business that gets outside of the box advertising lots of social media love let them know about us and we'll take it from there till next time don't be an asshole Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by The Pint, Vancouver's favorite sports bar at 455 Abbott Street and online at vancouver.thepint.ca. 